Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Jenke, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung. And we didn't use the intro today. I know. Why didn't we use the intro today? Because we've used mine, and I hate it. <laughs> so we're done with that. D-U-N, done. <laughs> Hold on, I got something for it. Yep, it's out. Yep. It's out. Dunzo. Yeah. Good so. grief. Well, I got to say, it, it's been an interesting day for me, even before getting to hang out with the crew at that podcast. Uh, as, as I've shared, I am uh, a credited uh, successful kindergarten teacher. You are the mm-hmm. reigning defending kindergarten teacher of the year in North Dakota, right? At, at my household. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and I know everything about kindergarten. Okay. Struggling a bit with first grade. Mm, are you smarter than a first grader? Not even close. <laughs> Today, uh, with my son, as we're going through his work, uh, I was amazed by what first graders learn. Mm-hmm. Like, they are so much more advanced than us. I learned today about geology okay. and paleontology. Oh, yeah, the study of dinosaurs. Botany. Hmm. What's the study? What's botany? This, uh, flowers? Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think so. Flowers and plants. I, you or think so? Not? I thought you just taught him. <laughs> like I said, I'm not uh, credentialed at all to be a first grade teacher. He said he taught him. He didn't say he learned anything. No, exactly right. He read to him. <laughs> and about inventions. Hmm. And it was going through the list of all these famous different kinds of scientists. And, and my son was hearing names like... like um, see? See, none of them even stick. I can't remember. The only one I remember is Leonardo da Vinci. Okay. Um, uh, Stephen Hawking. Oh, I've heard mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. And that was about it that I knew. Uh, I didn't know any of the other ones. And I'm old. I should know this <laughs> stuff. But thankfully, uh-huh. uh, we, we got through his lesson plan. It only took all morning Okay, for two lessons. Nice. And, uh, and here we are. So cool. I'm just blown away by what kids are learning these days. Yeah. And he's got, like, maybe you remember what it was like, um, when I was a kid, it was like they gave us scratch paper yep, and we wrote letters, mm-hmm. okay. lots and lots of letters. Oh, no, no, no. Nowadays, it is iPads mm-hmm. and styluses. Oh, yeah. And all this just amazing stuff. And I'm, I'm just blown away by it because when I was his age, our school had one computer. Mm-hmm. And you green, got to go down there. Letters. Yeah. And you got to go down there about once every three months and play like Hangman or something. And Carmen it was the coolest. San Diego. I know, we never had Carmen San Diego. Why? Because C- we were low budget. Uh, <laughs> country church or country wow. country school. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> so this is the season of uh, of the pandemic that we're in. And, mm-hmm. and again, as I've said before, the teachers are the real heroes. Yeah. Uh, and God bless them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. God bless them and God bless Texas. Yeah, like, God bless Texas. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know what? What's that? I feel like we should talk to somebody from Texas. Do you know anybody from Texas? I do. Really? Yeah. His name is Bryce Formwald. Let's call him right now. That sounds good. Hey, Bryce, you there? I am here. (laughs) See? You like that? (laughs) What a great segue, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) We are joined by Bryce Formwald. And uh, um, Bryce, it's good to have you here. I'm glad you came on. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah. Um, So uh, I will let you introduce yourself, um, but Bryce is um, involved with the uh, LCMC Texas District as well as Harvest Workers. Um, But you go ahead and and 
share your official title and all that sort of thing. Sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So uh, in 2015, I was uh, called to serve LCMC Texas District as our very first uh, director of mission growth. And uh, over the last uh, uh, year and a half, we've uh, established a new online ministry training program called Harvest Workers. And so I am the, uh, the program director for Harvest Workers as well and live in the Austin area in, in Georgetown, Texas. And uh, having moved here from the frozen tundra of North Dakota, where I was a resident from 2011 through 2015. I knew I liked this guy. Yep. What's it like going from North Dakota to Texas? Out of the freezer into the fryer, baby. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> First thing I did was snow, sell my snowblower when I <laughs> got the job. <laughs> to someone in Texas? Did someone buy that? <laughs> no, no I, I, I came back to North Dakota after my, my, my interview and, uh, in which they, they offered me the position. And literally the next day, there was a dusting of snow. This would have been April of 15. And I listed my snowblower on Bizman. <laughs> and Got went, her sold. Went like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. It, well, did. You- it did. So is uh, now... Um, Pastor Paul Cross spent some time in Texas. And he did. yeah, we he, like traded places, places, that sort of. Yeah. So uh, I was talking to him. I've only ever been to Texas one time. I went to Dallas and it's, oh, it, it snowed. And I, I bet it was for a Bison Championship game. It was for a Bison <laughs> Championship game. And, and it snowed there. And I was like, well, I didn't even bring a coat because I'm going to Texas, man. Well, no, you went to Fargo South. That's well, Dallas. Well, so I talked to Paul about that, and he said, well, you went to Dallas. You didn't really go to Texas. <laughs> so are you really in Texas? Is Austin really Texas, or how does that work? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're central Texas. So, yeah, there's, there's, you have to drive a day's drive to leave Texas. Wow. <laughs> Texas is huge. Texas is yeah, huge. I remember place. driving to Dallas and, you know, look, you look at it on a map and you're like, ah, it's just right there. Well, mm. come on. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, try, try going down to Brownsville from there, you know. So. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's right on the Gulf, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's right right down on the on the, the Gulf of Mexico, the Mexican border. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a huge, huge state for sure. I mean, um yeah, it's it's it was it's its own country, the Republic of Texas, and yeah. it, literally, no joke. One of the <laughs> questions I was asked in the interview is, "How do you feel about driving?" <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. So you've been yeah. there, you've been there since 2015. Yeah. Yep. I started July of 2015. Okay. So yep, and the first uh, first position in uh, first person in this position, it was uh, a, a kind of a new idea. Uh, the first district uh, to have uh, a full-time employee at the district level for LCMC. So that was uh, uh, kind of unique. Uh, you know, so a little bit of make it up as you go, um, you know, when you're the first person in a position, and uh, which has been, it's really kind of neat to uh, to explore, you know, what these relationships look like in an association like LCMC. So um, in here in the Texas district, the focus is mission. Uh, our, our mission statement is multiplying disciples in churches. That's what we believe God's calling us to do, and uh, we work in three streams, which is uh, uh, church revitalization, church planting, and leadership development. Uh, so those are kind of the three lanes that we stay in as a district. 
and of course, uh, leadership development, and, and really the other two uh, uh, emphases as well, really led to the development of the Harvest Workers Program. Okay. So, yeah, so it's uh, it's been been exciting, uh, interesting last few years. So before we get um, into discovering more about Harvest Workers, I was wondering if you could share with us a little bit about what a district is in Lutheran Congregations and Mission for Christ. So for people who may not know, um, LCMC, as Lutherans, we love our we love our acronyms, our alphabet soup. Um, our church body is not a church, but an association of congregations or an association of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, everything that you're a part of is really by choice. It's willing. It's it's not like if you're in one part of the country, you're automatically in uh, what Bryce is speaking about as a district. Can you can you speak more to that? Yeah, well, it, it, really, we kind of treat it as we um, we are the uh, the the district for Texas LCMC congregation. So, so contrary to what you just said, we you know you can choose to really be a part of what we do or not. But because you're an LCMC church in Texas, we consider you one of ours. You know, so uh, but uh, but yeah, it, it was a voluntary uh, thing where the churches in Texas, the LCMC churches in Texas, decided to form together um, and uh, to form a kind of a. a uh, a fellowship, if you will, uh, uh, a, a sister association, um, a subset of the Lutheran Congregation's Mission for Christ uh, nationally or internationally, and um, uh, just with the churches here in Texas. And, and they asked the, kind of the question of themselves, if we're going to gather together as a district, what, you know, why? What would it be for? And that's where this idea first about church planting is really really how it started. So the Texas district started as a mission team before it actually formed as a district. And um, uh, with the, with the idea of pooling our resources to potentially plant churches. And so, and then it got further clarified about kind of multiplication of disciples and churches. And that's uh, this idea of multiplication is really central to, uh, to our understanding of our identity. But uh, churches in LCMC uh, are free to um, affiliate with a, a district or not. Um, and, um, and some of those are geographic, like the Texas district, others are non-geographic and uh, might be around shared uh, ideas of theology or mission. Um, but in our case, uh, we're a geographic district and, uh, and you know, technically, I guess people, you know, could vote to join or whatever, but we just uh, assume that if you're LCMC, you, you know, you're one of our congregations and you have the right opportunity to participate in what we're doing together as the district level, but we really work, work in parallel with LCMC. I kind of got a kick out of the fact that Texas, when they created this position, they gave it the title of director, when at the LCMC national level, all of the ministry positions are coordinators. <laughs> What's that say about Texas? Yeah, right. So, so if I heard you correctly, uh, the Texas district is a geographic district, which means you have to be, your church has to be located within the Republic of Texas, correct? <laughs> That's correct. Technically, okay. to be to have to be a voting member of the Texas district, yes. Yes, uh, and from the the district's perspective, regardless of whether an LCMC congregation is a part of the Texas district, you still want to to serve and support all the LCMC congregations. Is that am I understanding that correctly as well? 
Well, yeah, to a certain degree that we, we, we hold things with an open hand, right? So, so as, as a Texas district, this is where we believe God is leading us and calling us, especially to, to facilitate a home mission, meaning, um, you know, our focus is on mission in Texas, uh, and in planting churches and reaching, um, disciples, making disciples in across Texas. But at the same time, we also realize that when we create things and, uh, that we can hold that with an open hand and that it could be a benefit or a blessing to others. And there's, and uh, there's no reason why not to share. And so things like harvest workers, uh, you know, one, we wanted to be able to invite the best teaching faculty from across our national association, uh, not just the best uh, of us in Texas. And at the same time, we also recognize that uh, since this is an online ministry training program, there are no uh, geographic barriers or boundaries right. that um that you're worried about and so uh somebody in fargo north dakota for example uh could be i'm a harvest worker student and um and so that's uh, uh that's a real i think honor and privilege to be able to have that now now because of the texas district uh is created is is kind of put themselves out there financially to get behind it we did create kind of an in-state out-of-state tuition so so those coming from uh non-texas district congregations uh, end up paying uh, 50 dollars more class but uh, it's uh, that's sheer different. highway robbery. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that's great. But so, we make it super affordable. So, you know, even for somebody outside of Texas, it's really the idea is to make uh, ministry training accessible, affordable uh, for as many people as we can. And even like you now with technology, like this webinar we did, um, probably 60 percent of our, our people that that registered for the webinar were in Texas. Um, but you know, 40% weren't. Um, and so we had people logging in from Minnesota, North Dakota, Ohio, all sorts of different places, uh, Utah, um, and kind of tuning in to, to the webinar. And so that's great. Um, and same thing, we've got a winter retreat coming up in, in end of uh, January. If there are people that want to escape, um, you know, winter in the <laughs> and come to Texas for a couple of days and have a great retreat and part of their continuing education, you know, we welcome that. I, I, I don't know that we're going to have gr as great a luck getting people to come to our annual gathering. We do a, a, a big annual gathering, but it's held in July. Uh, this mm. year in South Texas, no less. So that's <clears throat> less attractive. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bryce uh, kind of touched on it. Uh, the, the way I got to know Bryce is I am enrolled in Harvest Workers. And uh, uh, I'm yeah, and it's been great. Is it because of the winter retreat? You want to get away away from here in January? Well, that was a selling point. <laughs> that was a selling point. Actually, I didn't know about that till after I uh, enrolled. It That's was, a nice surprise. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was really nice surprise. Uh, so yeah, I am uh, um, uh, almost done with with the first class. There's uh, uh, twelve classes uh, in twelve courses in the program. Uh, and, and I am taking one on the old Testament, which, uh, there's an academic portion, but there's also a spiritual formation portion. That's been really neat. Uh, a lot of sort of mini retreats and doing things like that. Um, but, uh, Bryce, why don't you talk about that? The, the different courses available, or maybe we should, uh, back up and, uh, um, talk about the formation of harvest workers and how long you've been working on that when it launched that sort of thing. Then we can dive into some, you know, specifics. Sure, sure. And 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 in full disclosure, we we have seven uh, enrolled students right now, 
uh, in two courses online. So we we are still in development and building this uh, this this program and and really excited about the future. There there are times when I get a little frustrated that wow this isn't going as fast or as easily as I would like. Uh, but then um, just yesterday I was reminded of uh, we're really 18 months into this thing from when just the idea um, mm-hmm. we started kicking around was formed. And so uh, when you consider, when you consider that that 18 months ago this was a, a thought, um, and now we actually have something and we're well on our way to building it out. Um, it's uh, these things take take some time, and I'm just grateful to God and thinking about wow, not only did uh, you know did did I get the vision for this, but you know I think God had to speak through a lot of people for this to to come about. So uh, so just to back up, um, <clears throat> in the spring of 2019, uh, my mom was on hospice and um, uh, having a six uh, end, end of her six month battle with pancreatic cancer and. And so I spent a lot of time, very grateful for the time that the district afforded me to to kind of work from up north in Iowa, where I grew up, and spend time with my mom and dad in her last uh, couple of months. And as I spent uh, time sitting in her um, hospice room, um, holding vigil in her last month of her life, uh, this idea uh, for an online ministry training uh, just kept on uh, coming to me, uh, and it wouldn't go away. And so it was one of those things that I um, just uh, struggled with and just wanted to put to bed, but um, God kept on bringing it back to mind. And after <clears throat> my mom passed away and um, I, I came back to Texas and I just, uh, I shared the thought with uh, actually a church planter that I coached planting in San Antonio it was the first guy I shared it with. And I said, yeah, this is just this thought that kept on coming to mind. And, and, and he's like, you know, you need to do that. Like we need to do this, you know? And I'm like, no, I mean, that's, that's not for me. I mean, it's for, it's a cool idea for somebody else, you know? And, uh, and then I shared it with, um, another guy that's on our district council and that is a pastor. And, and he's like, Oh man, we need to do this. And like, you need to lead this. And I'm like, no, no. I mean, I don't know what you're saying. And then I, shared the idea with the chair of the district council. And he's like, I've been thinking that we need to do something like this for a long time. <laughs> no. How many times uh, does the Holy spirit have to say it to you? <laughs> apparently, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So I, it, it was one of those things that was reluctant at first. Um, and I'm sitting here going, well, I can't even keep my mouth shut about this thing. You know I mean? All I had to do is keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, so people say, where did harvest workers come from? And I said, well, it was birthed out of my, my mom's hospice room. It, it really was. And that, um, that time and I, I thank God for that, the time that, that I had not only with her, but to have with, with God. Um, and, uh, and I think sometimes a lot of the best thinking happens when we're, you know, and, and, and discerning happens when we have, when we just take the time to stop, to shut off the phone and not look at the email and create some margin in our life. So that's been a life lesson for me too, um, is to, to remember to take that time and have that margin for, for God to be able to speak and show us what he wants to show us. But uh, long story short, uh, basically the district council kind of affirmed, they had to ask some great questions about what this might look like and said, hey, let's explore this further. And so just started talking to all the, you know, all the kinds of people I need to talk to, people that are in formal seminary education and uh, people, uh, LCMC national staff and uh, leaders across the Texas district, so the pastors, uh, 
you know, had some, uh, some good critiques of the ideas and challenges as well as uh, a lot of affirmations along the way. And um, <clears throat> it really helped clarify the vision. And one of the, uh, one of the, the gentlemen that uh, was really a big part of the inspiration behind, uh, behind Harvest Workers was a man by the name of Chris Meyer. And uh, Chris is now on staff with us as their student recruitment coordinator while being a student himself. But, um, and uh, I sat down with Chris to kind of share this, this vision and about a month in from uh, when I <clears throat> first started sharing it with others. And, and he, uh, he challenged me and he said, Bryce, he said, uh, so have you done the God Dreams thing? And, and let me back up. God Dreams is, a, is this idea of vision process that I've been teaching congregations. I taught his congregation. He was the council president of his congregation. And, and talking about really kind of, you know, pursuing what is God's vision for, what is God's dream for this um, uh, ministry. And so I went home and that's where the, the name came from, was really kind of pursuing and, and again, holding it with an open hand and say, okay, God, what is it that you really want to accomplish through this? And, and it, it was just instantaneous that uh, Matthew 9 and Workers for the Harvest came. And that's actually what we initially started calling it was Workers for the Harvest. And it was later that we changed it around and said harvest workers. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, this, the, the, the big dream of God is God is calling us to help equip and prepare workers for the harvest. And, um, and yeah, so we've been building it and we had to, again, gain the support of the district leadership, uh, the district uh, to, to, to fund it and budget for it, uh, find faculty from, you know, that would get on board with, uh, with the, this model of, of teaching, which is kind of unique. Um, and we can talk about that some more too, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're really excited about it and to see all the pieces that have come into place so far, uh, you can definitely see God's hand at work. Yeah, it's, um, it's too cool. It -hmm. is, it is really neat and, uh, same sort of thing. You, you can run, (laughs) but you can't hide. hide. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually you're, you're going to do what, what, uh, the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. Happened that, that's me. all you know it's good because you're like nah nah <laughs> nah wait what <laughs> all right i guess we will <laughs> yeah 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 so. and part of figuring out in, in in my initial thought was just I, 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 it was a good idea but i didn't see it as something that was necessarily my in any at any way in my job duties right in my right. responsibilities like, how does this fit with a director of mission, you know? And, and so then we're kind of doing the work. Um, yeah, because it's like, you know, that's education. That's yeah, not, right. You know, uh, that was in my mind, you know, it's for somebody else to do. And, but, but then to really kind of realign things and say, look, we, we are, we're about church revitalization. We're about church planting, you know, and we're about leader development. This is all three of those things because, Core to revitalizing churches and planting churches is developing leaders. Absolutely, you know? mm-hmm. and, and, and so we need to do that. And in and, and the traditional seminary route um, is is fantastic for some people, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's not necessarily fantastic for all the people that God is calling. And that was the that was why Chris Meyer was important to me as an individual who God is calling this individual, but. Traditional seminary, you know, he's on his, he's on the 12 year plan to answer God's call and he's going to be a hundred grand in debt. Right. Mm-hmm. So is there, you know, either that guy, you know, either Chris doesn't go out into the mission field where he goes out ill-equipped and unprepared, or he goes out 12 years later and financially insecure. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, and, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said that, that's the problem that we were really, you know, like, what, is there another answer? Is there another way to equip people to answer God's call for whom this traditional seminary route doesn't work? Well, that's what was appealing to me uh, because I just got done with uh, a four-year degree and the last thing I wanted to do was hop into another, okay, here we go, <laughs> you know, and harvest workers uh, sort of gave me the option for the best of both worlds. I could get back into, um, uh, you know, sh- sharpening the, the knife, so to speak, and um, it's self-paced. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, okay, I can do that. I can, I, you know, I don't have sort of that weight on me, uh, you know, bearing down on me because that can be overwhelming. I did it for, for four years straight and man, that's tough. And I wanted to do something, but I didn't want to go, you know, full, full fledged seminary. And so this was a great option for me. Well, and I, I I would add too that, um, I think that Bryce and harvest workers have really hit on a solution to a, um, a building problem for a long time going at least for the last 30 years of the increasing costs of higher education and how it drives out um, those who really have a gift, especially in, in the Lutheran church where we have a kind of a high bar expectation for our pastors that they be properly uh, educated theologically um, as well as biblically, as well as uh, relationally. And, and the expectation, the gold standard has been like, like a master's degree. And, and this goes back to the Reformation. Um, but it's not always been a situation where you have to pay $100,000 to get that kind of education. If you look at, like, when the Lutheran Church first started in the United States, it was started, I, I guess the, the standardized version of it is the, the Pennsylvania Ministerium by a guy named Muhlenberg. And the way that they trained up pastors was really more like an apprenticeship. And... Um, that's what I see you guys doing. At least that's what it looks like in my eyes, and I love it because it's, it's getting um, the important theological, biblical, and leadership training that's necessary to be lean and mean for the sake of the gospel um, in, in this day and age. So I, I, I see you guys doing it. I see some, some seminaries struggling with it because I think all the seminaries across the country in all denominations are suffering. Um, mm-hmm. Because of the same the same epidemic of of cost to um, reward ratio to you pay all this money to become a pastor and it's not being a pastor is not a lucrative position by any means, mm-hmm. um, but being a pastor doesn't isn't the the necessary piece to to share the gospel, or or to to live out your calling, it's a specialized ministry. Um, so I think what Harvest Workers is doing, what some of the seminaries are doing to learn to cut their costs and go more online is, is the solution that's, that's desperately needed. And I'm glad that the Lord's put it on your heart um, and the Texas District to, to bring this together. Is this well, the first thanks. year? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and we don't look at things by, uh, by year. So let's, uh, let me back up and kind of give you a little bit of, of, of an explanation of what Ryan was talking about when it says self-paced. So our, uh, what's different about our online uh, training, and we, we use the word training more than education because it is really uh, targeted towards uh, raising up and training competent um, uh, ministers of the sure. gospel, whatever, whatever ministry that, that looks like. 
that may, may or may not be pastoral. Yep. Um, but uh, but it's, it is self-paced. It's all online uh, with pre-recorded lectures so that a student can learn uh, in their uh, free time, in the time that they have available, which might be over a lunch break or it might be at 1 a.m. Uh, it just depends on, on the, the situation of each uh, student and they can, uh, and they can binge it like Netflix, um, and then take some time <laughs> off, uh, or, or not, but, um, uh, not sure I would necessarily advise that because you got to do the reading assignments in between, but, uh, but basically it's an online, um, you know, an online platform that we use, uh, called ministry grid that, that we build, uh, build the, the courses on. And there'll be a, a video lecture that's pre-recorded, and then there'll be like a, basically an interactive syllabus. So uh, you know, read this, uh, watch this, um, you know, write this, whatever it is that you, you have for homework, whatever the teacher assigns, um, and then uh, and then you have uh, some check-in time with the one-on-one over Zoom uh, with your faculty um, teacher, and um, and so that's how we supplement not having a traditional classroom is you end up developing kind of mentor type relationships with your teachers mm-hmm. uh, as you get four one hour sessions with them. And, and these aren't, you know, these aren't kindergarten lessons. This is, these are substantial, um, substantial amount of teaching. Each course includes 16 to 20 hours of what would be traditional lecture, uh, classroom lecture, and they're in 30 minute segments. So mm-hmm. uh, 25 to 35 minutes is the window. Uh, so, so each, um, uh, you can kind of budget that. You can say it's something you can you can do on a lunch break. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's learn at your own pace. Um, the, the quickest you can go through a course is four weeks because we uh, we we require a week between conferences so as to not overload our teachers um, with uh, with harvest workers appointments. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, our teacher our teachers are are limited to just five students at a time in their course. Uh, so they, um, you know, they, they can budget for that because every one of them is a practitioner. They're, they're pastors serving congregations, including Paul Cross there at Atonement, uh, is uh, preparing the Bible study methods course. Um, you can check with Paul and, and find out where he is on his course development. <laughs> <laughs> How many sessions do you have for uh, Dr. Uh, Cross's um, Bible course? I don't know if 32, 32 is enough. Gonna, I was going to ask 35 minutes. That's cutting him short a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you got to go a little Good bit longer. Good for you guys. He, he won't be able to introduce himself. <laughs> Those are dangerous words. Don't you all work for him? Well, yeah. well, we work near him. We're not repeating anything that he hasn't said a million times himself. He needs yeah. a, a good 90 minutes, I think, at a shot to that, really get things going. We, that, might, we might have like a, a four-episode rebuttal uh, <laughs> once he comes back. So can, I, can I tell you a Paul Cross story? Oh, I'd love it. Okay, so so he was on our list of, of people that we that we wanted to pursue to teach this course that, that he finally agreed to teach, uh, Bible Study Methods. Um and uh, we had just gotten funded in August of 2019. Um, and so we went to work to kind of put together a booth at last year's annual gathering in Omaha. And, um, you know, I, when Paul walked by, I, I grabbed him. Of course, I tried to, you know, I'd already had reached out to him. And so we had kind of decided to connect in Omaha. And, and he sat down after having looked at, you know, all of our swag, right, our, uh, our pens, our keychains, our postcards, the banners that we had made and everything. And he said, you know, I got to tell you, um, back well, 15 years ago, there was a website called uh, 
church marketing sucks. And it was really kind of a critique of church marketing stuff. And he said, I can tell you, your stuff doesn't suck. That <laughs> <laughs> was the greatest compliment. <laughs> you know, cause it, yeah, you know, to not suck. Uh, you know, because sucking is only good if you're a vacuum cleaner, right? So, uh, you yeah. Need, you was, need to put that on the back of any brochure that you have for harvest workers. Quoting him, his picture. You want his picture and a, and a little quote. This uh, doesn't suck, senior pastor. He meant it. It was a. It was a great compliment. It really was. He said it was his way of saying good job. You, uh, you put, <laughs> so. But, uh, but yeah, that was the beginning of a, of a great relationship with Paul Cross. So that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. You know, I have a question. I don't, I don't know if Bryce can answer this. Maybe seven. <laughs> what I was going to ask is, is Ryan a good student? Oh, do you, I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I cannot, I'm not teaching him yet. Uh, I'll be, I'll be his teacher, teacher for church planting and revitalization when he gets to that point. But uh, but yeah, so I have to check in with his faculty uh, to find out how Ryan Jinky is doing. His, instru- dodge. his instructor hasn't sent you any notes saying there's discipline <laughs> discipline problems with this one student. No, no, no. He hasn't reported any discipline problems. And uh, once Ryan finishes, then I'll get a final grade report and his recommendation from him. But uh, but yeah, no, I don't have anything in the meantime. Uh, I don't have any sort of interim report from him. <laughs> well, and then the question for you, Ryan, is are you a binge watcher, as he mentioned? Where well, do you go piece by piece? So uh, the way that the old so the, the Old Testament is what I'm working on right now with uh, John Walk, Pastor John Walk, and um, it is I have read about seventy percent of the Old Testament. Through, wow! Yeah. <laughs> in so, how? In what was the time frame? Well, I started uh, I think August thirteenth. Oh, when, that's great! Yeah, that's wow. So, <laughs> So there's there's a lot of words. Yeah, there are a lot to, of them to go through. Uh, they repeat some of them a bunch of times. <laughs> and numbers. There's a lot of numbers at, numbers. One, at one point. Um, but it's it's nice because fact, I think there's a whole book. That's just numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seemed like I was stuck there for a while, so <laughs> that would make sense. Uh, so uh, it but it's nice because um, you do a lot of reading. And then um, I said there's a spiritual formation piece where um, part of the course is um, what, what uh, uh, John Walk calls practicing the rule. So he wants you praying every day. Nice. You know, this is part of the course. You know, should be doing it anyway, but, you know, this is part of the course. And then there will be uh, sort of... Um, um, you know, questions to go along with that. Meditate on your call or meditate on how you relate to this person of the Bible or, or things like that. Um, and, and like Bryce said, there's some check-in time uh, and there will be a paper due at the end, um, that sort of thing. Was there 142 steps, I think, in this, in this yeah. course? Um, and a, a lot of it is, you know, you'll, you'll get to one spot and it'll just say, practice the rule. That's the step, mm-hmm. you know, just a reminder, make sure that you're, you know, doing, doing this. And there's been some mini retreats. Um, I don't know if I shared this story on here, but I had a really cool experience. Uh, the, the mini retreat, uh, was just supposed to be, um, 
try to remember the exact assignment, but go out and um, just, you know, listen for, listen for the Holy Spirit to, to, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do? So I was like, well, I prayed on it for a day or two. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go out south of my house. There's a little park. I'm just going to go sit there. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I sat there <laughs> and I was there for about a minute. And I was like, I'm not sitting here. <laughs> Something I'm just supposed to leave. So I get up and I start walking and I got to, a, uh, I got to 64th Avenue. So I could go right or left. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and left would have taken me to the river. Right. Took me to who knows where. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I went right. So I'm walking and I get to a neighborhood and I'm walking and, and I was, it was really neat because it was like, take a right here. Mm. Okay. So I walk for a while. And as I'm walking, it, I'm still consciously though going, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm just walking. You know, what a, what a waste of time. Mm. And so I walk, but I walked by a park that I used to take the kids to all the time when they were little. And the whole time before I got there though, I'm just trying to be quiet and you guys know me. <laughs> How's that working out for well, you? Get it, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hang out in my head. And, uh, um, love and relationships were two words that just popped into my head. I'm like, well, that's weird. So I'm walking and then I walked by that park and right before that time for a couple of weeks, I've been struggling with when the kids grow up, they're just going to leave. Mm. Like they're never going to come back. You know, like just, yeah. Okay. We're done. You you might have those same worries, right? Like, are they ever going to, I'm, I'm sure a lot of parents get to the point where are they ever going to leave? Right. (laughs) Right. Are they ever going to come back? And so it it was something that I had struggled with for a long time. And when I got to the park, it was sort of a love and relationship. Just keep loving them, you know, keep developing a relationship with them. And I was like, wow, that was really neat. So I kept walking, sat down at another park bench for a while, grabbed my Bible, read it, or had my my Bible along. I keep walking, and it was just love and relationship, love and relationship. And so I, um, um, if you're not from Fargo, you're not going to know what I'm talking about, but I walked all the way up to 40th Avenue and then over to 25th Street, and I'm walking south on 25th Street, and I get to a point in the sidewalk where uh, they were doing construction. I'm like, oh, i got to cross the street. So I crossed the street, crossed 25th, 25th street, major street in town here. And I get to the other side and randomly hanging out in a parking lot. And I never did ask him why he was there was one of the confirmation hosts for, for, for confirmation. Wow. And we talked for about 45 minutes and then he's like, Hey, can I give you a lift? Sure. So he took me back to where I had my car and I was like, Love and relationship. Yeah, Love no and rela- kidding. It was re- it was a neat experience, but that's one of the things that I've done uh, through this course, and that was probably the coolest thing so far. How far do you think you walked? I, like if, long if you're enough that I was tired when you, I was done. <laughs> if you're not from from Fargo, um, Fargo's a grid system, and uh, it's numbered, so it's mm-hmm. very difficult to get lost in this town because if you miss mm-hmm. your turn, you just make you know three more rights, and you're right back where you were. <laughs> yeah. But on foot. I mean, you, you, it was a few well, miles. Yeah. It had to be at least four because I live on the opposite side of that. Mm-hmm. And there are every now and then in the summer, 
I'll walk from where I live now up to buy a Toma and like go by the river. And it takes me like 45 minutes to an hour and it's like two and a half miles. Well, it was a long, so it was, it, a, it was a few couple hours. Mm-hmm. Well, then I, like I said, I talked with the confirmation host for probably 45 minutes. So it was a yeah. whole morning deal. Yeah. So it That's was neat really cool. Loved That's it. really cool. That's Ho- very cool. Holy Spirit goosebumps right now. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. So that's one of the things that I've done. Um, and uh, I'm almost done with the course. Uh, almost so, done. Soon. So binge watching is not your style. Not through Old Testament anyway. No, yeah, that's kind of where we started, wasn't it? Um, so I had, I mean, we've had a lot going on here at Atonement mm-hmm. <laughs> with different things. And so there was a time where it was just like, it was a grind for a while, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then I was able to, to pick back up and, and so I'm almost done, but I would suggest, and now I know going, this was the first course that I did going into the next one, sort of making your, there is no, it's self-paced, but it, it'll do me some good to say, all right, this is when I need to have this done by, Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And next up will be Lutheran Theological Foundation. Oh, nice. I'll be hanging in your office. Nice. Uh, I got the books, man. <laughs> come come and check out the stash. <laughs> so, yeah. And that one's, a, that one's a little, I think there's about uh, 85 steps to that course. So uh, not the 142 that John Locke had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and and talking, about, um, talking about instructors, you mentioned that Pastor Cross is one of the people. We've also got a couple other connections back. 987 to steps for Dr. <laughs> Cross's course. That's going to be a really long walk, Ryan. The nice thing is I've, I've uh, uh, already taken a version of this <laughs> Yes, course. you have. Yeah, so... Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how often it'll be a review for you. I'll be like, I know the answer on that the, one. The bad thing about this one is I can actually get drug into his office. Then. <laughs> Ooh, that's true. <laughs> you better bring your A game for. <laughs> but I, I just want to know. I, I just want to know, Ryan, when it comes time to taking your class from from uh, Pastor Cross, will you uh, Zoom for your conference time? Or... <laughs> 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 uh. I'm going to ask him to go to his personal library <laughs> and load yours up on the, on, on the back. Of this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's a little bit of an inside joke about that because Ryan has a zoom screen of pastor Cross's personal library in his library. Yes. So whenever Paul would be leading one of our staff meetings, all of a sudden there's Ryan yep. in, Sitt- sitting at his desk. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yep. So, so the you you mentioned uh, uh, a couple of the we talked about the Old Testament. Uh, uh, what did you call it? theological development? Yeah, Lutheran theological foundations. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I don't have my I don't have my uh, my cheater in front of me. <laughs> sure. Uh, what so, what are yeah. what are some of the other courses? Yeah, so, so the way that we're organized is that we uh, every student starts off with uh, the f- five foundational studies courses. So um, you, you can take them in any order. In, in our case, we only have two online right now. So uh, we're, we're working on developing three and four and five here. Uh, hopefully by February, we'll have all those on. But um, the first five courses are Bible study methods, Old Testament, of the, which is taught by uh, Pastor Cross. 
uh, Bible study methods is. Old Testament by uh, John Locke, uh, pastor in Giddings, Texas. Uh, New Testament is uh, from David Mayer, and he's in Stonewall, Texas. Um, and then uh, over to theology and church history, we have Lutheran Theological Foundation, taught by Marcus Carlson. Uh, he's currently doing an interim here in Texas, but hangs his hat near Auburn, Indiana. Um, and then uh, the uh, Reformation and Lutheran Church history rounds out our foundational studies courses, and that is taught by Pastor Janine Rue-Whirling in Watertown, South Dakota. So, nice. um, go South Dakota, say, huh? There points. you go. Yeah. Sarah, <laughs> that's the best class. Sarah, Sarah is from South, South Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We haven't, for a while, we had. Uh, We've just been ignoring South Dakota for yeah. a while. We have been. Yeah, it's we, best to ignore them right now. We had that's a running uh, uh, state versus state sort of thing going on. We haven't done that for a while. No. Probably for the best. But. Uh, do you know that I think South Dakota's winning right now? To be honest. <laughs> you know the best thing about Nebraska? Uh, it's not it's South. Not it's not South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's from Nebraska. You know, Ryan, I'm just, I'm going to give them to you. I've been a little mean to you the past couple episodes. You have so been. I've been getting you in trouble. So. Well, and and Bryce, you you're from Iowa, right? Yes, sir. So you know what Iowa stands for, don't you? Idiots out walking around. That's not what I. That's pretty good too. I'll own that one. I'm not going to say what I was going to say because that's better. Oh, it's too good. It's too good. So, how did, uh, um, so I know the answer already, obviously. But uh, why don't you uh, walk someone through if they're interested? How do they get uh, get in get involved and, and get enrolled in Harvest Workers, Bryce? Well, I probably better finish uh, telling you the rest of the courses. We get sidetracked. Yes, yeah, so, well, that's okay. I I I, I do that I do that as well. But uh, so start with the first five foundational studies courses, and then um, uh, there's a there's a pause. We can do an endorsement at that point. Uh, so in other words, um, one of the things that we recognize is for people that really, after those five courses, aren't um, uh, necessarily what we believe are good candidates for going into public formal public ministry. Um, that we need to be able to tell them, you know, our concerns and hold up the stop sign. And so that's what the pause is and the endorsement. So uh, watch out for that, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> Paul will have his day in court um, <laughs> to testify about you. But anyway, uh, then once assuming that we have a positive endorsement, then uh, move on to what we call our ministry apprenticeship. Um, because we believe contextual learning is really important uh, for the second half of the curriculum of the next seven courses, which is the mission and ministry coursework. And the mission and ministry coursework includes uh, discipleship and evangelism and discipleship, um, missional leadership and organization, um, church planning and revitalization, worship, preaching, care and counseling, and youth and uh, children's ministry. So that rounds out the core of our curriculum. And then there's a final capstone project which is where we're calling it New Testament Theology of Mission, where we want you to put together uh, a, a really kind of a uh, understanding of, of your call and how God is calling you and do a particular project and work with any of your faculty uh, as kind of a, 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 a independent study sort of project. So so that kind of rounds out the, the curriculum. We expect it's going to take uh, somebody two to three years probably to go through this program typically. 
at a cost of uh, for an in-state student, uh, $4,000 or $5,000 for somebody outside of Texas. Um, and so we try and make that very affordable, uh, plus books. That, that's just the tuition and, and, and fees. Um, but we try to make it as affordable as possible, as flexible as possible, and, uh, and allow you to be able to pursue, you know, pursue your training, uh, in a way that works with your life and schedule and, and, and the other ministry that you're, you've got going on, recognizing that people are busy and they have jobs, they have families. Um, and it's a, just a real efficient, uh, kind of uh, way to do it with this concept of the flipped classroom, really, is what we're, what we're, what we're doing. Um, if somebody's interested in, in, uh, enrolling and checking out Harvest Workers, the best place to go is to our website at www.harvestworkers.net. And, uh, we have now, uh, uh, somebody not, it's not just me. Uh, we have <laughs> one of our, our students has stepped into the role of student recruitment coordinator. So you can call the phone number or send an email. His name again is Chris Meyer, Chris at harvestworkers.net. You can email me, Bryce at harvestworkers.net. Um, or email both of us info at harvestworkers.net, and we'll both get it. But uh, but you can apply online. Uh, it's a $50 application fee. Usually we, we can get you turned around uh, all your 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 references and things like that in a couple of days. And um, and then yeah, everything it's pay as you go. They pay by the course. So it's uh, for a non-Texas district student, it's $300 uh, per class. Uh, and then there's an annual um, administrative fee that covers the cost of our platform and everything else. That's $300, uh, but you pay that once a year. So if you go through in two years, it's 600 bucks, uh, kind of overhead, and then uh, $300 every time you go through a class. So, uh, so that's kind of how we're structured. That's incredibly affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I, I'm not ever going to say how much I paid for my <laughs> education. <laughs> But wow, that's boy, you guys. And, <laughs> well, and and I will say too. Um, so I I got my uh, communication degree from North Dakota State University, and three of my four years were a hundred percent online. Mm-hmm. And um, th- what what John Walk has put together has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've learned a ton, and there's no sort of uh, I'm going to, I'm going to fast track my way through this because sometimes when you do an online thing, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can I'll skirt around it. Now there's no skirting around <laughs> reading 70% of the old Testament. You're not going to do it in the first two weeks <laughs> while the book is still free. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've learned a lot and, uh, I, I feel like I've grown a lot too in taking the course. So I'm excited about the, the, you know, wrapping this one up and moving on to the next one. Well, th- Fantastic. Thank you so much, Bryce, for being with us. Yeah. That's uh, DJ. It's our studio audience. Yeah, that, that one, one went really long. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, they, they all go really long. Oh, they do? Oh. <laughs> so someday I'm going to come in here and this little red box is not going to be nowhere to oh, be no. found. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to get, I'm surprised it hasn't been labeled yet. <laughs> that would be helpful, actually. <laughs> So yeah, Bryce, I appreciate you coming on. Um, and, and yeah, you're welcome. And, and, um, I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, if there's anybody listening who, um, is thinking about it, uh, I, I would suggest doing it. Like, uh, DJ said, it's very, very affordable. Um, I've gotten a lot out of it already. I'm just getting a lot of bang for your buck. Get a lot of, yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't think I. Maybe I didn't say that a second ago. I mean the, the, the bang for your buck is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean what what John Walk put together. Um, 
was uh, was great. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've taken a lot of online courses, and this one this one's is is really really good. I'm getting a lot out of it. For you really want to say awesome, but you know that uh, you've I'll been taught by <laughs> Pastor Cross. I'll hear about only it later. God is awesome. God alone is awesome. Yeah, I'll hear about it if I say it's awesome. So, well, off air, off, off air. air, yeah, off air a bit. <laughs> well, Above I'm average. Glad I'm, I'm glad you're having a great experience with it, and, uh, and 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 I think it's important to note too that this isn't just for you know for pastor types. This really harvest workers is for anybody who wants to take steps. Um, to answer God's call and on their life, where they feel ill-equipped and unprepared, and and we have a couple of retirees uh, that have no intention of ever serving in a in a vocational kind of staff sort of position or as a pastor, but just really want to be available. We've got people that are on church staff that are looking to grow, um, yeah, and we've got people that are feeling called to church planting or being a uh, potentially being a contract pastor, which in LCMC we got the flexibility to do that. So. Uh, so it's really it, um, it's for any sort of, of uh, person who's looking to grow. And we say our core values are to evangelize the lost, disciple the found, and equip new leaders to make and multiply disciples. And so uh, we want that to permeate each and every one of our classes and for each of our students to learn and grow in, in those ways. Uh, so for evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. Yeah, it's great. Well, Thank you so much for, for coming on, Bryce. I really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, again, harvestworkers.net, correct? Harvest Harvestworkers. Check oh. us out. Give us a call. All right. Uh, well, that's that's all we have. Uh, again, if anybody out there is looking for a place to worship uh, online this weekend, we've got opportunities at 9 and 1030 every Sunday or anytime on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, search Atonement Fargo. Uh, otherwise, atonementfargo.org and atonement.live at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. every Sunday morning. Um, Sarah, would you mind praying us out today? Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to gather and to discuss and to hear about all of the good works that you have planted in this world for us. Lord, I thank you for harvest workers and what they're doing to build up leaders. And it's so needed in our world and especially in our country for those who feel called and don't know what paths to take. So Lord, I th- I just want to pray for anybody who might be hearing that in their heart today that you help them rise up and reach out if that's what you're being, if that's what you are calling them to do. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Bryce. And thank you all for listening. And remember to join us again next week for another riveting episode of That Podcast. <laughs>